Hello, SRU. How's it going, everyone? My name is Jeremy Lynch, host of the podcast, where we get to share all the stories of our Rock alumni, students, staff, and faculty. I am joined today by producer Dr. Nick Artman and the Executive Associate Director for University Communications, Justin Zackel. Gentlemen, how's it going? <laughs> no, good here. Good here. Hanging out, enjoying some uh, summer weather. It's been a lot of... Um I've reached the taxi phase of dad life, right? So like two of my kids are in <laughs> soccer, two of them are in T-ball. So, uh, and they're on different soccer teams. So it's like, okay, what do we got tonight? All right, you're going to this field. I'm going to that field. And we're getting to watch a lot of uh, four U and six U soccer, which is doesn't look like soccer at all. It's more like herd ball. Everybody just follows the ball around. Last night, my son scored while playing defense and he was so excited that he scored from defense, but we had to have the discussion of like, Dude, you're on defense. So that's that's been my summer. Yeah, I've coached enough youth soccer. It's more like hurting cats. Exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Our guest today is the second guest to land on the SRU 2022 Rock Solid 10 Under 10 list. The award honors SRU alumni who graduated no more than 10 years ago and who have made significant professional and personal accomplishments. Dave Wolf is a 2013 graduate with degrees in sports management and communications and is currently an MBA candidate at Southern New Hampshire University. Dave is now the corporate partnership sales manager with Orlando City and Orlando Pride of the National Women's Soccer League. And with that, we're pleased to bring you Dave Wolf. Dave, how's it going, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate the the time and the invite. I mean, I feel like uh, I'm going back in time here with first the, the 10 under 10 and then getting invited here. Always love rock, talking about Slippery Rock. So thanks for having me. Yeah, congratulations on making the list. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, it, it was awesome. I, I loved being up there and loved meeting so many other alumni that that are, are doing such big things in, in the world. I've kind of had some of that uh, imposter syndrome with we had some folks curing cancer and mayors of towns in Pittsburgh and, and then me. So I uh, was just happy to be a part of it. Yeah. How was alumni weekend? Uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, the brunch was amazing. That's it's actually the first time I've, I've tried the new food service provider. I was AVI when, when I was there. So I actually, so I have an intern here right now uh, from the sport management uh, program at Slippery Rock. And he broke the news to me that it was AVI and not, uh, not or, or I'm sorry, it's uh, Aramark, Aramark now, yeah. and not AVI anymore. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm concerned here. I love <laughs> I love boozle breakfast. I know I'm going to a brunch, but it, it was awesome. The, the breakfast was great. So I'm a, I'm a big breakfast guy, so. <laughs> and you might be our, I don't know, I lost count. Justin will have to go back and, and count for us, but it's got to be the fifth, if not more, guest that has now relocated to the state of Florida from Slippery Rock, from Western Pennsylvania or the area. So during COVID, I actually, uh, me and a couple of colleagues, so there's actually five of us in Orlando, in the sports scene in Orlando. Um, and we started with an Orlando networking call uh, during COVID when the, when the shutdown happened, we were getting on every other week. Uh, there's three guys with the magic and there, it was Zach Cunningham with the solar bears. He's now over with the Tampa Bay lightning. And we were like, let's expand this to Florida. And even just in sport management, it had to be 
I think we had 10 people on the call or 11 people on the call. It, it was, so yeah, we, you know, when you don't have to deal with the snow and, you know, it's a great place to move to. <laughs> yeah, do you happen to know e, uh, Levi and Allie Lewis? I do. I do. Uh, they were a year behind me. Um, I know they're out there with the Bucks. I don't have a Super Bowl ring, so a little jealous there. Um, <laughs> like them, didn't didn't get that when I was at the Steelers, but I, I know them. And then we've got uh, Maton and Zach Cervone, who I graduated with here with the Magic. Um, and then I mentioned Zach Cunningham too. All like just those those folks just in my like two year realm. So yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's impressive because it is it casts a wide range of of sports, but then everyone has this slippery rock center to it. So talk about your path to Orlando City. Yeah, yeah. So going back all the way to when I was in high school, um, what was crazy about slippery rock sport management is when I was looking to go into sports, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to know uh, a gentleman who's still with the Pirates, uh, Dennis Dupre. He, he runs PNC Park. And starting with him, so many people telling me, go to Slippery Rock for sport management, go to Slippery Rock for sport management. Like it, it was ingrained in my head to the point where I had like a list of 10 schools and I only visited two and Slippery Rock was one of them. And once I put in Slippery Rock, that was it. Um, I, I committed and, you know, went through the sport management program, was fortunate to double major in communication, had some AP classes. So I was able to, to broaden my horizons and, and get that double major too. Uh, and then, Doing uh, UPB at Slippery Rock, uh, I got to know Julie Varnish. And then Jason Varnish at the time was at uh, what was Consol Energy Center at the time. So met him when I was interning with the Pittsburgh Power. And this is the this is the power of Slippery Rock coming out of my first story. Interned with the Pittsburgh Power because a guy I literally sat next to in a senior freshman seminar type deal where it was like a mentor-mentee thing, literally just chose my seat, sat next to Calvin Jackson. He gets to work at the power right out of school. I get to intern with him because he knows the power of Slippery Rock. Meet Jason Varnish through that, which gets me an internship at the Steelers for, for my graduation. And it kind of took off from there. Uh, I went out to Rutgers for a year. Again, Slippery Rock University connection. Brian Workup out there uh, helped me out, said, you know, vouched for me to get me in as a retention executive uh, with, with Rutgers at the time, servicing season ticket holders. Um, a year into that, uh, my boss at the Steelers actually created a new kind of department in uh, season ticket retention and, and customer service and an account executive department that, that they never had. He brought me back to, to work for the Steelers for three years and Got the opportunity, you know, boyhood dream, the hometown team, NFL, right. Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you, you really shouldn't be able to beat it. But uh, for me, uh, and you got cold, uh, a little cold and <laughs> a, a little impatient. I'll admit I had a little bit of millennial in me there um, where <laughs> the, the greatest thing about the Steelers is they take care of their employees so well no one leaves, right? Like there, there are folks that are there 20, 30 years. And in the sport industry, that's unheard of. Like right. here at Orlando City, I've been here three and a half years. I'm the third most tenured person in my department out of, I think, eight or nine people. 
Um, it, it's unheard of what the Steelers are able to do to retain their employees. And so I got a little impatient, wanted to get into the, the business side of selling sports. It's always what's fascinated me, how to use tickets for business purposes, partnerships, sponsorships. So UCF gave me the opportunity down here to start selling like suites and club seats and really get into um, uh, folks using tickets and, and club seats and all-inclusive spaces to grow their business and really start to learn kind of the, the business, the business world of sports. And then two years in, got the opportunity to jump over here to Orlando City Soccer. Uh, it was kind of a lateral move. It was another sweet sales role, but where I was fortunate was the bosses of that, of that role were my corporate partnerships, VP and director. And they were able to train me up for a year and really teach me how to sell partnerships. And then they eventually flipped the switch. And here I am. I've been selling partnerships. It's going to be two years in September. It's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. The web of Slippery Rock University, right? Every time we talk to people, I love like we'll travel somewhere, right? And I'll have a Slippery Rock t-shirt on. It never fails walking through the airport. Someone's like, did you go there? Yeah. And we start having the conversation like I went there and now I live in, of course it's Texas, it's Florida. You know, those are the popular ones, but yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's awesome. It's incredible, the network of, of Slipper. It really is. I mean, I, I genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because like, I'll tell anybody, like, uh, I'm the classic, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and get to know people and just chat with people because all of my jobs, at least my my entry-level jobs, my first five years of my career are all thanks to networking and the, the power of the network of Slippery Rock. I mean, we dominate Pittsburgh. I just told the stories of how we dominate right. Orlando now. We dominate Florida. But the, the Slippery Rock alumni are, are very tight-knit. And, and I think we all know that the, the, the education that we get. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going back to the sport management program uh, and the comms program. I just, the value of my professors, Dr. Crow, Dr. Higgs, Dr. Peace Hernandez at the time in, in comms, her and I were very close. She was my faculty advisor when I was SGA president. So her and I got to know each other really well. And I think that the professors do a good job in instilling in you that when you leave the, the university, it, the best way you can give back is to give the opportunities to the students. And that's why it's so important to me that James Arjun is down here right now at, at Orlando City with interning in our department because the education is great, but then he's going to also learn so much in the next three months down here with us as well. Yeah. And you mentioned Professor Crow and you actually have a, an existing relationship with uh, the students. Yes. Yeah. And um, Dr. Crow and I keep in touch uh, all the time. Um, and uh, I go back, I talk to the sales class every year on, on, a, on a Zoom call. Uh, used to be in person when I was with the Steelers. Now we're doing it through through the computer every year. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, the relationship with Dr. Crow, I really, and, and the thing is, I know I can reach out to him and Dr. Higgs and Dr. Abney and say, hey, we're looking for an intern. Do Who's looking? I don't even word it as who do you think is going to be a good student to work for us. I word it as who might not have had an opportunity yet or who's still looking mm. for an internship because I one. know no matter what student they send me, it's going to be a, an asset to our organization. So uh, I don't ever have to fear who's going to come down here. And especially down here, no one 
other than myself, no one really knows Slippery Rock University here at Orlando City Soccer. I am the only one here. The Magic have us covered. I, I, I feel like I have to do a better job of getting us covered here. But um, but I never have to fear that my reputation's on the line because I know who's going to come down. It's going to do a great job and they're going to leave here and we're going to go, wow, that was one of the best interns we've ever had. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective. I, you know, that's one of the things, right? Slippery Rock is a public access university. We, our mission is to educate the community around us and provide opportunity for higher education and opportunities and employment and internships in awesome places to our students. And that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I love doing it. I, I really do. I, I, I make the joke with Dr. Kerr all the time. I'm not in a position yet to give back monetarily. So I'm happy to give back with internship opportunities and my, and speaking to the classes and, and doing what I can to, to help in any other way possible um, that, that I can to, to continue to grow, grow the university. Yeah. So, so what is what the message that you have for the, uh, for his students whenever you go back? Yeah, I think um, my number one message to them is you need to love the sport industry for for what it is. Um, You can't think you're going to just be a general manager of a sports team. And I think that's where even when I was a freshman, I kind of went into this asking the same question. I I understand there's a business to sports, but what am I really doing? Because you don't know the grounds crew that's that's working on the field. You don't know the PR team that's working behind the scenes to get the messaging out. You don't know the the sales folks like myself that are selling tickets and retaining uh, season ticket holders and selling sponsorship. You really only know ownership, the general manager, the head coach, the assistant coaches, and the players. But there's an entire ecosystem behind the scenes that are making this industry happen. I I joke all the time that like there's a bunch of people just like me that that help turn this industry into what it is. And it's, it's amazing and incredible, but you have to love doing it for the fans more than the players. You, you need to want to make this, this, sports experience better than it was when you were a kid going with your dad I think, or your mom. I think that's what I always talk about is the reason I love this industry is I'm not in it to meet players. I'm not in it to, to get down on the field. I haven't been on a field since I was at Heinz Field, to be honest with you, because my role no longer kind of operates on the field. I operate by by selling prospects and meeting with them and showing them the stadium so I'm not doing it to to be close to the players. I'm being I'm in it because I used to go to games with my parents and I used to go to Penguin games and Steeler games and Pitt football games and Pirate games. My, my dad and brother still have their Pirate season tickets from when we were 10 years old. And I want to make this place and this experience better than what I had. Uh, not that it was bad, of course, but always trying to just make it more enjoyable and more fun to, to go to a game and and create those memories that, that I got to create with my parents and and you know, it's almost like making the world a better place for, for the next generation. That's what I'm trying to do for, for sports. I'm trying to, in my little way here at Orlando city and hopefully bigger someday as I continue to grow my career, but uh, you know, making this industry better. And that's my main message is you have to be in it for that. You can't be in it because you want to meet Tom Brady or you want to meet, you know, <laughs> Mo Bamba down here in our with the magic or, or Eric Cara with Orlando city soccer. Um, you got to be in it because you want to make this world, the, this industry better and, and I think that's message one. And I think sometimes you do see people going, hmm, or, or thinking about why they are really in it. And 
I think that's why too, right or wrong, uh, you know, we we go into sport management our freshman year, there's 60, 70 majors. And, and we do graduate with probably 30 or 40. I don't I don't know what the numbers are now. I think right. I graduated with 25 uh fellow sport management majors. And it's just because I think as you get into it, you realize you love watching sports more than you like working in sports. Um big difference but there. That's okay. Yeah. I, and that's another thing, is I think that's another reason why. Slippery Rock produces such great sport management majors is because they tell us that right off the bat. Dr. Higgs is very blunt day one. This isn't an easy industry to work in. I I mentioned in our conversation before we started recording, July 4th, I was working. I, I was here at the stadium working a game while everybody else was enjoying their holiday at the game. Um, uh, and my wife also works in sports. She's the manager of social media over for U.S. Tennis. So she was working all morning. Uh, Wimbledon's going on right now. She right. she was on social media. So it, it's when a lot of people are having fun, we're working. But if you learn to love the industry and not just watching the game, there's no way you can't fall in love with what we're doing. And I think so was... The draw, and maybe you don't really want to answer this, but was the draw going to Orlando or was the draw into the world of soccer or is it just the position? Because from a growth perspective, right? Like I would imagine it's not really hard to sell the Steelers experience (laughs) in Pittsburgh, but soccer is this unique sport now where it's starting to gain momentum in the United States. Women's soccer, thanks to the U.S. women's national team, has gained immense popularity. So I don't know, to me, part of that seems like, dude, soccer is actually an up and coming. It's a good place to kind of get into this, right? Absolutely. Um, it's it's up and coming. We have the data. It's just a matter of convincing folks that it's real. Um, we're passing the NHL. We're passing the Major League Baseball very quickly, especially with millennials. Um, we have a bigger millennial fan base than, than those other uh and when I say bigger fan base, we have a, the thing about soccer, we might not have the 2 million followers on Instagram, but the hundreds of thousands that we do have, I guarantee are more passionate about our team than those 2 million followers that are following some of the other uh, uh, teams that are out there. We have a passionate fan base that is actively supporting our team, our sponsors, our our players. It's, it's awesome to be in, but... The interesting thing, again, going back to more the industry as a whole, is the emblem on your chest might not necessarily uh, reflect the valuable experience or the the job that that I'm in. So with the Steelers, like you said, it's easy to sell the Steelers. If I would have stayed there 10, 15 years and then, you know, I'm I'm in a manager role now, my next step is probably senior manager, director. If I would have sat, you know, been promoted slowly through the Steelers, gotten to a manager level, going for a director role, they would have said uh, future employers would have said the same thing to me that, that you kind of just said. Well, hasn't your job been pretty easy for the last 10 years? Just selling selling the Steelers. They've been sold out. Retaining season ticket holders, that that's pretty easy, right? Um, season tickets so, are willed down through families. Exactly. Exactly. So I think where the opportunity was admittedly it was a mix i actually got i'm a disney guy i got married at disney world so orlando has a special place in my heart this was when i was still living in pittsburgh 
Uh, so Orlando always had a special place in my heart, but it really was the opportunities that brought me here, being able to sell business to business in what is a tougher sports market. Everybody Absolutely. knows about Florida and and the, the struggles of the Miami Marlins or, or the Rays out in Tampa. You know, we have the same struggles here. I think the biggest eye-opening experience for me was more when I was at UCF. Uh, I was selling business to business opportunities, you know, for, for tickets and, you know, client entertainment and employee entertainment. And I come from Pittsburgh, the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, that's the cream of the crop of disposable income and, and entertainment for, for citizens of Pittsburgh and, and residents of Pittsburgh. I was calling folks and I was getting told I buy Disney annual passes for my clients. Mm, and I bring them out yes. to the food and wine festival. I do fishing excursions. I do, uh, catamaran tours. I do, you know, all kinds of different things that I That's had no point. I never even considered that that stuff would get in my way. Yeah. And here I am. Those are my main objections. So, and I've heard a couple times if you can sell Florida and you can sell Orlando, it's a transient market. You can sell anywhere. So the opportunities that the market provides me, and then soccer on top of it. We're, we're fighting from behind. We know that. And and being able to have the opportunity to learn how to sell partnerships in what is a tougher market is giving me experience that that I'll use until I'm I'm in my hopefully CRO role someday, chief revenue officer role someday when I'm retiring. So um, I think it's the opportunities that were provided to me. I, I think the other key thing is when I talk about the emblem on the chest, in the end, you know, NFL, MLS, I was ready When I got into sport management, I kind of taught myself, I at least had base knowledge of every league. Like, I feel like Mm. I could go work in NASCAR. I could go work in tennis. I could go work in, I did come work in soccer. Um, And and I was at least ready to go because I never wanted my lack of knowledge to cost me from getting a job. Um, And and so I I at least knew surface level stuff about the MLS. I've learned so much over the last this is my fourth season. I've only been here three years, but I started at the beginning of season one and I've learned so much. And I think it's just, it's an invaluable experience. And I I don't think, I think more so getting to sell corporate partnerships was more important to me than necessarily staying in the NFL or, or something like that. Yeah. Well, like you said, again, it's not about the sport. It's not about what's going on in the field. If you want to be in in the business that you're in, you got to love the business aspect of it. And that's where the opportunity is. Personally, I've come to be a huge fan of soccer. So love it. I, I was it. a, I was a, I played football my entire life. I was a huge football fan, and then I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because my daughters play soccer and not football, but I don't know. Any or the fact that they literally set the ball down on the field, blow a whistle. Forty-five minutes later, take a ten-minute break set the ball back down on the field, blow the whistle again, 45 minutes later, it's all over. It's like I will tell anybody that's why they should be a soccer fan. I can tell you every one of our games will start at 7.30 or, or we seven or whenever we start, you will be, it'll be over by 9.30. There's no yeah. 17 Guaranteed. commercial breaks. There's no four hour games. We are done in two hours, 15 minutes, depending on extra time. And, and you're out the door, you know it every time. I, I, mean, I worked at UCF. We were, there were Thursday night football games where they started at eight. We were leaving there at 1 a.m. And I had to be yeah. back at the office at 9 a.m. the next day. It was brutal. So I, nothing is more consistent <laughs> than a soccer runtime. And I, I love it. Very so, much so. So Dave, when should we expect those tickets to the food and wine festival you promised us? I mean, uh, look, I'm not going <laughs> to sell my competitor, but they are a sponsor. So I can support that as well. I, I can Listen. support the food and wine uh, festival. <laughs> 
I'm a big fan of the food and wine festival myself. I, I mean, I'll go down there three or four times, of course. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I'll take, t- I'll take some Orlando city tickets before I take some Disney like tickets. It. And you talk about pride too. I mean, the, the women's soccer you talked about earlier, I mean, the, the growth of, of that game and that league, we actually won best sports uh, social media in 2021 for the Orlando pride uh, just because what we're able to generate from an engagement level on that side too has been incredible. Now we've been blessed with, we've had Alex Morgan come through here. We've had Absolutely. Ali Krieger, Ashlyn Harris uh, come through this, this franchise. We still have Marta who's considered That's the greatest right. player in the world from Brazil. Who's so easy to cheer against when you're watching international competitions. Exactly. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Man. yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, I love that we have both too. that. I, I didn't really get into that. That opportunity appealed to me too. having both um, being able to sell both sides. And we're a very uh, socially conscious organization as well in the sense of the pride are very out there on social issues. Like we right. don't shy away from uh, defending um the, the minority communities that exist here in Orlando, the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, anybody who's who's struggling in this community, Orlando Pride and Orlando City are out there on on defending uh, the rights of, of everyone. And it, it's just another reason why I love working here. And admittedly, from a, a sales standpoint, coming back to kind of my career with it, it makes the conversation a lot more fun. It's not just go buy some marketing. Let's do something for the community too. Let's let's nice. give back to the Zebra Coalition. Let's do something in the community that's huge. We do a, a 700 turkey giveaway every year through our Publix partnership. Like there's a lot of things we can do that are bigger than sports too that uh, I can do with this organization because of what we stand for. That's all. And I think that right there is the number one message, right? Like what sport is at the end of the day, it's entertainment, right? That's all it is. Exactly. It's it's a fun thing for us to engage with. And yes, soccer fans do tend to be a little more passionate, especially international, but as you said, growing in the U S but at the end of the day, it's entertainment. So how can we make that entertainment benefit the larger community? And I think that's a great way to do it. Exactly. Yep. And, and this organization really empowers it. We we kind of we back up what we stand for, and and it, it it's actually a pillar of every one of our partnerships. There's got to be some sort of community element in every partnership we sell, and, and that makes it fun because it's again, it's not just hey buy this billboard or or buy this this social media post. It's how can we make things better? Uh, you know, uh, right now I'm working with an organization that we're we're hopefully going to do something big for young girls and and do a big young girl kind of seminar and, and things like Absolutely. that. And, you know, yep. it's cool things like that, that I get to do with this organization that, that makes it that much better. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. And there's obviously a reason why you ended up on the uh, rock solid 10 under 10 <laughs> list. It's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. So Dave, we end this podcast with three questions. And the first one is what is your best SRU memory? Oh man. <laughs> so it's always the hardest. And I know. Pe- and I was fortunate to be, uh, I really kind of kicked my own butt in the sense of getting involved and, and wanting to do everything. And, you know, I was on UPB, I was on ARHS Z board. I was, I was ultimately led to being SGA president. So there's so many 
uh, memories, but the number one is through the leadership office, our junior year, uh, myself and two of my best friends from sport management, both were in my wedding here. Um, what we got to go to Scotland through the leadership office with at the time, Dr. Foley and Brad Kovaleski were running the, the kind of student affairs world over there. And I actually, so this is kind of a, a long story, but uh, so we actually were sitting in our living room of rock apartments one, one night. And we were like, what if we got to play St. Andrews? Like what would be the chances that we could play St. Andrews golf course? We're, we're all big golfers. And we, so we're online, we're researching, how do you make this happen? And there's a lottery. So we're like, heck with it. We'll, we'll submit the lottery. Like, why not? Like, what, what do we have to lose? So we, we submit and we kind of literally forgot about it. Two months later, we get this email with an invoice in our, in our email. You've been selected to play St. Andrew's golf course. Like it's the Wednesday of our trip. We've been selected, but now, so one, we're 20 year old college kids. We don't have handicap cards. So we have to hurry up and play all this <laughs> golf at home so we can qualify for handicap cards. And then on top of it, they picked our day. So we're like, how do we tell Dr. Foley and Brad, we're <laughs> right. going to want to sneak away from this trip and go yeah. play St. Andrew's golf course. So we're, we're, we're figuring this out. We had a big, like legit, like um, it was like three weeks later. It was very close to when we got the email, we were having like a planning meeting about the trip. Like the whole group was coming together to kind of Dr. Foley was going to go over the, the itinerary of the trip. Isn't the day that we got selected and we weren't allowed to pick the day we were visiting St. Andrews University as part of the trip the day we got selected for our tea time to play St. Andrews. Literally as coincidental as could be. So all we had to do was tell Dr. Foley, we're going to kind of ditch the university and go play St. Andrews. Like <laughs> we're at least there. Like there's no transportation issues. We're at least there, but we're going to play. So they were all cool about it. Well, we didn't realize how slow St. Andrews was. It's it's an mm. iconic golf course. You play it very slow. Right, take your time, yeah. We're on hole 14, and we get a text message from Brad. The bus is leaving. We're heading to Edinburgh, two hours south. What, what's going on? We go, we're on hole 14. We're not leaving. Like, <laughs> you guys can go. <laughs> bus left. We're in St. Andrews by ourselves. We bought the last bus ticket out of St. Andrews to Edinburgh. We hung out in a pub for two hours. We finished our round and got to Edinburgh four hours later and had to ask six different people for directions on how to get to our hotel. But nice work. ultimately, we played St. Andrews, the right of course, and we still talk about it to this day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would, I would have chose that too. Yeah. I mean, just the, the entire kind of, not just the experience. that we played St. Andrews, but the whole domino of every how that went down yeah. is just something we literally, we'll send random texts about, remember when we were stuck in St. Andrews by ourselves? <laughs> I love it. All right, so I'm asking for a friend. Uh, if you're going to take your family to Disney, where do you stay and which park do you start in? Okay. Um, so we always stayed at Caribbean beach when we lived in Pittsburgh. Uh, it was our go-to hotel, uh, Caribbean beach hotel. Uh, and then we always start at, uh, Epcot and the big debate is, do you go to Canada first or do you go to Mexico? We were always Canada first. So we always make the right turn and finished in Mexico with margaritas. So start going right and then make your way around. <laughs> 
can I leave my children unattended in the rest of the park while I drink my way through? That would Epcot. probably get you thrown in, in philosophical Disney jail, I'm sure. But you, you could give it a shot. I mean, see right. what happens. Maybe Mickey will take care of them while, while, while you're walking <laughs> around. Who knows? <laughs> Drop them off at the character meetup. See what happens. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Dave, final question. Okay. Hot dog or hamburger? Which Ooh, is the better dog. picnic Actually, food? Actually, hot dog for me. Um, hot big dog, hot dog guy. Every cookout's a hot dog. Um, and I mean, he literally on July 4th did a, did a quick cookout because it was literally in between my wife working and me leaving for the game, but it was all hot dogs. So we're, we're a hot dog family and, and the dog gets to partake as well. He always gets a hot dog on cookout day too. I'm not worried about what a vet might say, but the dog gets to participate as well. <laughs> there you go. Definitive answer. Yep. Well, Dave, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, join us. Once again, congratulations on being recognized. It's awesome. Uh, keep you. that Slippery Rock Network going there down in Florida. And uh, good luck with whatever comes next. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys taking the time and having me on today. Uh, I truly, I'm, I've been humbled a lot the past month between this and, and the, the award. I, I, I'm just glad genuinely. And I, I mean this in all seriousness that I, I can still be someone that, that Slippery Rock is proud to have had come through, through the four years there. Um, you know, between everything I got to do, while I was there. I keep going back to it, UPB, ARHS, SGA, and, and doing some cool things through that. And the fact that I can still leave a little bit of a mark on, on the university here nine years later really does mean a lot to me. So I appreciate you having me on and, and the award meant a lot too. Yeah. Again, congratulations, man. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. All right, SRU. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Hello, SRU is brought to you by Slippery Rock University and is part of the WSRU podcast network. It's hosted by Jeremy Lynch and produced by Nick Hartman and Justin Zackel. If you or someone you know has an SRU story, send it on over to podcast at sru.edu. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Hello SRU wherever you get your podcasts.